Hello and welcome to Tales to Admonish. On this week's episode, we will be diving deep into Invincible as well as Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, Falcon Winter Soldier, so good this week. <laughs> and we'll be talking a little bit about some of the news that's come out this week uh, for some of the different uh, movies and television shows that we're all eagerly awaiting. So join us as we talk about all things geek on Tales to Admonish. Yeah. Somehow, I think that that needed like an evil laugh or something. I'm with it. I'm with it. I I think everything <laughs> needs an evil laugh, pretty much always. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Uh, hey, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. It's been kind of a crazy week with uh, some different outside of podcast stuff, but I'm glad that uh, we found a quiet moment that you and I can sit around and talk again because uh, I haven't talked to you in a little bit. How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm just ready for a sweet, sweet escapism. <laughs> Ain't it the damn truth? That's why we watch this shit. Uh, Cause uh, the real world out there is fucking harsh, but this shit is fucking sweet. So, uh, all right, oh, cool. Yeah. So, uh, uh, on the news front, you uh, you got some things you're thinking about. I got some things I'm thinking about. What you thinking about? Oh uh, well, number one, I think we all know Shang Chi. The trailer just dropped. Uh, for people, oh, what you, what you think about that trailer? Oh, I thought the trailer was so good. I'm so ready mm-hmm. for Marvel Kung Fu. I want some Kung Fu. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. I love, like, I'm an old Shaw Brothers fan, so, like, mm-hmm. those old Kung Fu movies from, specifically for me, it's, my era is 1977 to 1951, uh, 1981, mm-hmm. uh, so I love everything Kung Fu, and I was psyched to see some real Everybody Kung was Fu. Kung Fu fighting! Yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna do the the, the line that comes after that because that would be mad racist. <laughs> like a white guy just making that prototypical Chinese sound into the microphone. I can't do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> you set it up, and I just can't knock it down, my friend. I can't do it. Yeah, man. Um, I was a little after that. My my whole thing was Bruce Leroy. Oh, <laughs> show enough. That's yes, right. He's the baddest. <laughs> <laughs> oh i know i know it i know it that was my era that uh, yeah but I, I love the the shang chi uh trailer i'm i'm just so proud of marvel man they they found a way to like expand their cinematic palette i think there was a a little while a little while in the middle where all their movies were starting to look exactly the same had the same feel and look and they're like, oh, we can't do this, you know. And so, like, especially with the advent of these TV shows, like, they really got something going, man. Yeah, yeah, for it's, sure. It's such a beautiful thing. I'm so proud of them to that they're able to take all of these, especially, like, uh, taking characters like Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. And especially mm-hmm. if you want to go back to Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, no one knew who Guardians of the Galaxy was, man. It was such a fringe uh, comic book um, and series, like, in, in Marvel. And they they have loads of those characters that they can now just take and mm-hmm. I mean I mean we got the Moon Knight series coming out they're about to make Moon yeah, Knight yeah, like yeah. a household name. Moon Knight is such a like 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 I'm not gonna say unpopular but like a lot of people don't know about Moon Knight. Well, it was you know? Marvel's Batman with a greater emphasis on the you know um um you know mental difficulties. Yeah, the, the mental, yeah, the mental yeah, the psychological difficulties that he was having. Yeah, Marvel Marvel always goes deeper, man. So like the Shang Chi thing, um, what I was seeing was uh, when you look at that trailer, uh, you see like John Wick, you see James Bond, and then you see like all of the, um, all of those uh, like Wuxia and 
and kung fu stuff um that's that's in there it's like amazing to look at oh yeah and there was even one scene where they're showing this uh ancient battle it looks old-timey to me i think that there's going to be some flashback stuff but uh mm-hmm. where you see some real traditional looking like wire work uh with mm-hmm. some of the the stunt performers so they're they look like they're all in on it yeah like um the early reportings on the plot that i heard was that like this was going to have some sort of mark mortal combat elements to it where where they were going to be bringing in like a who's who of all of these brawler type characters that have appeared in past marvel movies and shows um to be involved like like bat like i believe batrock will be in this movie at some point oh wow i didn't know that yeah yeah, so that's that's one of the early things that I heard that made me like, oh wow, this is cool. Well, one of the dudes um, I saw was they got Razor Fist in there. Okay, so he's an old school Marvel character, and the big joke about Razor Fist is he's a guy who literally replaces his hands with swords. But then, like, how does he use the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed to think about those things, Tom. I know, I know. But, <laughs> but they show him he's got the he's got the swords on his hands, and but this time they you know they're like laser edged and they're a little less you know because they're less a little less old school. But so they definitely got a razor fist, and the Mandarin is also there, which is awesome because Shang Chi in the comic book, his father wasn't the Mandarin. His father was this incredibly like racist caricature called Fu Manchu. Yeah, I remember and the, the so dragon. they've done away with Fu Manchu, and they've introduced that you know in the Marvel universe the Mandarin is real which they did a little one shot called like all hail the king that explained hey the mandarin is real and he's pissed off that ben kingsley's been impersonating him oh yeah the yeah so that's, now we're going to get short. the real mandarin and i think that mm-hmm. seeing the mandarin battle what looks to be hundreds of years ago i think the mandarin's going to be like one of these uh um ageless you know super power and power you know with the 10 rings which are now gauntlets instead of like finger rings and i fully support that uh, it's too bad Tony couldn't have fought him because like we never got to see that. Well, I guess you got to see it in, in, in infinity, but like, like they always, in most of those Iron Man movies, it was always a uh, technology versus technology. So I always thought it was interesting that the Mandarin was one of Tony's biggest villains. Cause it was like magic versus technology. And like that makes like for a crazier foil, mm-hmm. you know, to try to get your, get your head around. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, so I, I'm, it's too bad that Tony wouldn't be around to do that. Um, a tidbit that I saw that uh, is Amelia Clark uh, has been making a comic book. <laughs> really? Along, what kind of know, book? Along with, uh, along with with the work she's about to do at Marvel that I'm sure yet you're going to talk about in a second. Don't want to bury the lead. But mm-hmm. she's making a comic book. Um, I did forget about the name of the name of it. I just saw it this morning on Instagram. She was really excited about it and been developing it for two years. Is she writing uh, it so or drawing it? I just I just saw the the news about so she's, this. So. But she's implementing. She's developing it. Yeah, she's developing it. Yeah, so uh, that's cool. I'm I'm glad she's uh really kind of cement herself in our world. That'd be cool if she's actually been into comics for the longest time. You know, some people just like to jump on. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know who you know who's been like one of the starlets that's been on comics for day one, freaking Rosario oh, Dawson. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Oh man, she she had a really cool comic back in the day. You know how else is really into it is uh, Henry Cavill. Like goes to all these comic cons and dresses up so people can't mm-hmm. recognize him, and he knows mm-hmm. all of the material backwards and forwards. The guy knows his comics. 
Oh, crap. Did you see when he snuck up on Will Smith in yes. costume? Yes, I did. At, at yep. Comic-Con? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Amazing. But, uh, yeah, another oh, Amelia Clark great. news. Uh, Amelia Clark news. She has joined the cast of Secret Invasion. So talking about these big-budget mm-hmm. TV shows that Marvel's making, that means they now have Samuel Jackson, Ben Mendelsohn, and Amelia Clark signed on confirmed for a TV show. Yeah, I mean, Marvel's where it's at, man. Like, like straight up, especially when um the the Eternals come out, like because that has like the biggest freaking cast, mm-hmm. like not just like psych. They, they usually get like really triple A talent, and they're playing like a side character or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is the movie where they have like triple A actors all as leads. So and and uh, I hope they knock it out of the park. I. I I'm really kind of trepidatious about that movie because it's just like how is this gonna work? Because <laughs> it's not it's not tied to any of the current stories. They're they're going all oh, the way well, back. No, no, no. I think Secret Invasion is tied to the current story. I mean, they just introduced Scroll. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about Eternals. Oh, oh, oh. I'm talking oh, about Eternals. Sorry, sorry, yeah. No, no. Yep. So, I'm, I'm, so I'm yeah, how will Eternals tie to anything? That's you're absolutely right. I have no idea what to expect from it. I never really read that book. I I. I'm going mm-hmm. in totally cold. Yeah. I mean, Secret Invasion, is, it was such a great uh, comic book series. I just wonder, like, they're going to have to do everything they can to change up the plot to that because that's what they do. Like, they really change things up so they can uh, make things still surprising for um, all the old fans and the new. So, um, you know, I, I wonder, I just I just wonder who Amelia's going to play. I mean, she's going to play Spider-Woman. <laughs> uh, well, do they even have the rights to Spider Woman? Technically, I mean, does Sony want at them this, to at show, this point? Show, they do uh, Spider Woman. I mean, at this point, they do. Yeah, I suppose that's true. They, they can they, do what they, they want. They use use that stuff. Yeah, well, not completely what they want, but they can. They definitely can uh, use a bunch of stuff. But you're right about that too. Like they might, they might just uh, use another character for that. Right, because um, it's revealed it's yeah. never really Spider Woman anyway. Mm-hmm. Spoilers for a thing that doesn't exist yet. <laughs> <laughs> now we got to issue pre. So, uh, you spoilers. saw, you saw, you saw the Mortal Kombat. Oh uh, yeah, I saw the Mortal Kombat trailer, and they released the first seven minutes of the movie, and it is fucking magical. What? Well, it what, is amazing. What? What were your thoughts? So. Well, so, all right, so anybody who knows the original Mortal Kombat movies know that those movies were a little bit suspect, admittedly. The first one is fun, popcorn. The second one is is borderline unwatchable. But this thing, the first seven minutes, it's so cinematic. And what you get is you get Sub-Zero and Scorpion's origin story. Because um, in the video game, you know, Sub-Zero murdered uh scorpion's family and killed him and so he goes to hell and he basically gets his ass out of hell so that he Mm -hmm. can return and get his revenge on sub-zero and sub-zero's clan for murdering his whole clan Mm -hmm. and in the in the in the video game the sub-zero is chinese and um and scorpion is japanese so this movie starts Mm -hmm. out and you're with you know, um, Scorpion's clan. It's just a bunch of people and his wife and his children. And they're all speaking Japanese and it's subtitled. And then fucking Sub-Zero shows up. 
and motherfuckers are dying all over the place. There is no lack of blood on this thing at all. It's it's gory as heck. They really lean into it. And um, so Sub-Zero mm-hmm. just starts taking out everybody. And then, spoilers, but it's out there, the, it murders Scorpion's family. And you see him get his signature weapon was like the gardening tool that his wife was using just before she was killed. And he ties a rope to it. And he just mm. starts killing all of the, the Sub-Zero ninjas with it. And then he and... Um, uh, uh, Sub-Zero start conversing and they're each using their own language and we're getting subtitles and it's just it feels so ridiculously authentic it feels so mm-hmm. cinematic and like there looks like there's so much care in the details of it and so I think we all know that by the end of that fight Sub-Zero will be the victor and then somehow uh, the guy Hanzo is his name. Will will fight his way out of hell so that he can take his revenge on Sub Zero, and it's gorgeous. Okay. And it's just, it's absolutely gorgeous. I was drawn in when it stopped, and it was like coming, you know, because it's coming on Friday, and I wasn't, I wasn't excited for this movie at all. Mm-hmm. It was on my radar because I liked the Mortal Kombat games as a kid, but like after the second one, the expectations are a little yeah. measured. This killed it for me. I, I gotta, I gotta. I gotta tell you, um, when I saw the trailer, I just I just felt like it was an updated version of the '95 version of Mortal Kombat, you know, because um, I, honestly I was a little disappointed because it looks great, you know, but it's not hard to make a lot of things look great now. But I think it's easy to make them look bad. <laughs> I I feel that, but my my thing is, um, when it's a big studio, it's not hard for them to make things look look aesthetically great. I mean. Like the the Avatar movie looked aesthetically great, but it was really bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, um. But my, my my thing was, um, I remember when they first started kind of trying to make some uh, Mortal Kombat stuff online, that mm-hmm. felt so elevated, mm-hmm. so original, and not just the same old kind of like regular tournament stuff. That this is kind of because when you look at it, it's kind of the same story. I mean, granted, which from what you're saying, I, I like that they're going deeper into Sub-Zero mm-hmm. and Scorpion, mm-hmm. but they they that's kind of what they've been doing like for for years, you know. No, 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 no. I'm going to put I'm I'm going to disagree just a little bit with that because the Sub-Zero and Scorpion show up for one scene each in the second movie, and in the first movie they don't talk that you have no understanding, they're just henchmen and they're out henching. So I feel like in the movies we don't get them. I'm just talk, I'm talking about all the stuff I'm talking about all the stuff that's come out since then, you know, like the from the video games and the cartoon stuff. You know, I mean, that's that's not to say they shouldn't do it in the movie, but it's just like when I see the trailer, I really feel like like Sub-Zero and Scorpion are the only majorly developed things in that trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fair. You know? Like I don't feel that for Sonya. Like I mean they're doing the same thing with Jax again. Oh, you lost his yeah, arm again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no, but that doesn't <laughs> you know? bother me like too much. Like I, I don't, I don't really worry about it being the same thing over again. Cause a the production value, and the there were on the first one combined with Raiden was a was Christopher Lambert. I mean, they had a French dude playing uh, uh, an Asian god. Like fuck that movie. You know, like yeah. I'm sorry. I want to see it done right. Yeah, I know. I hear, I hear you. I just, I just, I just really like what they were doing on those YouTube shorts. So like I mean, if we're gonna elevate it, like like go in that direction. Like I don't know if you remember, I do those, remember those, but those are freaking like awesome. Unofficial and 
Yeah, yeah. So I I thought they might have gone in that gone that direction, but they're it's just, it's, again, it seems like it's they're just updating what they but if did they originally. Do it right this so, time, I'm here for it. You know, I I hear you. I hear you. That's man, that sounds good. But I I love the video game, and I love that I'm seeing characters I recognize. Like the trailer, I think there's only so much time, and I think you got to play the hits on the trailer a little bit. So that's why you get Scorpion and Sub Zero and stuff. But from everything that I've read about this production, these people care about it, and that's what I like to see. Yeah, I th- I thought it was amazing that one part where uh, he takes a uh, scorpion's blood, freezes it, and makes it into a dagger. Like that was very inspired, like fighting choreography. Uh, so much good <laughs> choreography, so much stuff. And yeah, I know Jax. You know the freezing the arms and snapping them off. I don't know. I like I like that the effects look good and it's hyper violent, and because. You know, Mortal Kombat, like, it's it's cheesy. It winks at itself, but it never goes full camp. And I think that the other movies forgot that a little bit, and they got a little Power Rangery. For me, this just looks, like, all good. I'm excited to see it. Like I said, I wasn't at all excited to see it. Now I'm excited to see okay. it. Okay. Oh, that sounds good. Oh, let's, so which movie, we're, which show are we going to talk about first? <sighs> let's see. Uh, I don't know. Um, let's, 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 let's do Invincible. Invincible? All right, word. Let's do Invincible. So this was Invincible recently. What did we watch? Episode six was the most recent one. Is it five or five six? Five or six, something like that. And uh-huh. uh, I liked it. I liked it. I thought it was fun. I think um, I think Mark gets his ass kicked a lot for somebody named Invincible. Yeah, just like the comic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but you you see, he doesn't die though. No, no, he doesn't die. But <laughs> yeah. damn, he gets his ass kicked. Yeah, it's just it's just like the comic, like because like the comic was so bloody, and he just always got his butt kicked because he's just he's just so new to it, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really build up uh, Mark's character over the so, over the um, time of like a few years that that comic book goes out, and I think they're kind of show slowly showing him learning a bunch of different lessons, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, so uh, uh, it's funny. Justin Roiland uh, was in this episode playing, like, the the weird college <laughs> kid. <laughs> Rachel and I remarked about that, too, and that you get Justin Roiland, and then you literally cut his voice box out six minutes into the episode. It's like, it feels like a waste. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that was hysterical. Oh, he was... Oh, which character was he? I thought he was the the scientist. No, no, no. Justin Roiland wasn't the scientist. Justin Roiland was the frat dude who pops out of the bushes in the first two minutes of the episode. Oh, crap. And then he gets (laughs) captured by the scientist. That didn't sound like Justin. Yep, he gets captured by the scientist, and then he's like babbling the whole time the scientist is explaining his evil plan. And so the, the... the scientist promptly cuts his voice box out so that he'll shut up. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Rachel and I thought that was hysterical. It was like, we were six minutes in oh, and yeah. we're looking and go, they just cut Justin Roy- Roiland's voice box literally out of his character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, so they're, they're, they keep doing a lot of great character development. I, I love that this is like an hour show because you never – you never experience shows like this as an hour. It's always like a twenty-two minute thing. True. This I think you know? this episode felt a little side questy. You know, I mean, they're still they're still building up stuff like you know, um, you know, maybe setting up Mark for, to be with uh, Adam Adam Eve. Oh, I hope they um, wrap that up soon. I I got to be honest, I'm I'm not in love with uh, his girlfriend Amber, 
Like it just feels a little repetitive mm-hmm. by this point. Amber's frustrated because oh, I'm yeah. never around and I'm going to promise to be there, but then I'm going to let her down, but then she'll forgive me. Like it just feels repetitive. I, I want them to just wrap that up. It was, it was pretty odd because I swear there was a scene that, that Amber knew that Adam Eve was a superhero. Because I, 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 fair, I felt like she remarked to her, are you going to go out saving the world? Just like super casually, like not even making a joke. Yeah, she does so like just drop like, that line a, a couple of times. So it seems like she knows. Yeah, that's what I'm but saying. I don't think it's never explicitly So it's just like, so said. why is it such a big deal that that Mark that she does like that she doesn't know Mark's like secret or whatever. I just I think that's kind of weird. Yeah, I think it's weird you know, too. That he's that he's held that he's held that secret from her for so long. Because like, why are you keeping it a secret anyway? <laughs> like, all right, no 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 harm is gonna come to your family. Well, but I think that, but but kind of, it's the Spider Man thing. It's like anybody who knows is now somebody who can be used, you know, to obtain that information. Although. The, I don't know. I just want them to go somewhere with it. I think exactly your point. Like, tell her or yeah. don't, or break up with her or don't. But, like, it's yeah. the same thing, <laughs> episode after episode. And I think you could better spend that time doing something else. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's kind of the only thing I was just like, what? <laughs> yeah, I thought. I also thought it was a little what that Mark gets his ass whooped by, like, dime store cyborgs. Mm-hmm. This is a college student building them. Now I'll accept that he's still recovering from nearly being killed by that giant lion dude. Yeah, that yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So I think that's the reason that he has so much trouble with those cyborgs. But these are literally just mm-hmm. regular old dudes with some metal parts on them. We've seen him like lift buildings, tearing metal into. Shouldn't be anything difficult. Mm-hmm. They're a little like uh, weak on, you know, the the uh... power consistency. Um, like whether, whether you know, yeah, the power consistency, like whether, like, cause like I remember this one, there was that one kind of like montage where he's uh, texting on his phone and somebody's like hitting him with something and he's just standing there mm-hmm, ignoring, exactly. them, <laughs> you know. And but then there's one time he'll get punched by somebody. He's like, well, how yeah, powerful is that yeah, punch? It's, the, <laughs> it's inconsistent. And I yeah. think because he is going through these cycles of getting his ass whooped, like we can accept some of that inconsistency as recovery. Um, mm-hmm. But it seemed like these cyborgs were a little bit below his, you know, class. Mm-hmm. So I don't really jive with the cyborgs. Um, I thought Machine Head was fun, like the idea of probability and being able to assess probability as a superpower in the previous episode, and then uh, the moral complexity of helping a villain stop a villain and thinking you're doing the right thing. And of course, Omni Man watches the whole thing and doesn't intervene in any of it. Mm-hmm. That was yeah, wild. Um, I like I like the subplot with Robot too. Oh yeah, yeah it's yeah. so funny because. Um, I never pictured, I never, like, you know, I read the original comic. I didn't read it all the way up to the end, right, right. but I read like at least like three or four trades of it. But I, I never, I never imagined Robot's voice to sound like that because his design makes him look like a granny. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. It makes mouth first, like an old woman's kind of mouth. Yeah. Like a... I, I always pictured it like, like as an old, like old person voice or something. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, it's such an interesting design. <laughs> yeah, we're getting a lot yeah. more on him these days, too. We're really starting yeah. to see, 
you know, his work. And I, so I, I got to wonder, cause in the previous episode, we saw a tank with like a body in it. And I thought that that was them already having gotten to work on the clone. But then in this episode, we see him give mm-hmm. him a sample. So what the fuck is in that tank? Yeah. I mean, you read the comics, so you probably could go, I'll tell you exactly what's in that tank. And no spoilers for that, because I don't care if we spoil it for other people, but you don't spoil it for me. I mean, I really, I really don't remember. I, I read, I read Invincible like in 2007. Ah, oh, fair enough. So 13 years. Yeah, so tends to put yeah, a so it was like, fog like on it. Yeah, so it was like, I was, I was reading that and Runaways at the same time and Fables all the two, all the really big 2000 comics, Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, man, it was, what a great decade for comics. It really was, man. Why the Last Man? That's, when, oh that's exactly God. when I fell off, which is funny. I went through, comic books for me went through phases. And then right around mm-hmm. 2001, I started getting real busy as a musician and um, just didn't just didn't have time for it anymore and was, was just mm-hmm. lost track. And then once you sort of fall off, you got to go get back issues and... So for me, my heyday. And you guys will hear all of that and more <laughs> on the new podcast coming out, The Thomas Olton Chronicles. <laughs> meow, meow, meow. This one time, I found a copy of Fantastic Four number 201 at a swap meet. <laughs> and other exciting stories like that. <laughs> I'm down to listen to that, bro. Uh, Shoot, that's not even a joke. That's so funny. I bought so many comics at swap meets. I tell a lot of those stories. Um, I bet so many people were like, I want to hear about that. <laughs> Stop talking about this invisible, invincible bullcrap. Oh, <laughs> but I never read Invincible, so you got that on me. And so that's when we talk about this sort mm-hmm. of stuff. That's part of why I think um, it, it it's enlightening because, like, you have some advanced knowledge, but then, like, what do you remember? And I'm coming into it cold. There, there's stuff that you want to come. I'm glad I'm coming in cold because I'm I'm constantly sort of surprised by how far they let it go. Yeah. Yeah, I mean this. This is a great thing to come into like completely blind because it's just like, you know, it's it's hard to get like. There's so much superhero media out there, you know. So like, I mean, we, we're getting to the point where we're seeing it all. I actually kind of feel bad for um, the the Mark Millar um, superhero thing that's coming out because it's just like, you know, um, it's gonna get lost in the shuffle. Well, the thing that made that book really great, honestly, was Frank Quietly's art, you know? Mm-hmm. So with, without Frank Quietly's art, it just looks like generic superheroes. And I don't know who is excited about that. Like, I mean, I don't know, like, the like the raving fan base that's just like, oh, I can't wait to watch that, when there's, like, just so much recognizable heroes out there. So we'll see. Because Mark Millar, I mean, he's he always has great stories and great ideas. Yeah, you know, and he he just signed that really big deal with uh, oh, Netflix. Oh, they gave him all the money. And Netflix, their their stock took a dive yesterday. Their earnings showed a little low for this quarter, and they also simultaneously mm-hmm. announced that they are putting small mountains of cash into independent project production, doing all their own in-house stuff. So I think content creation is where it's going to be for Netflix. And it looks like they're not will, mm-hmm. it looks like they're, they're not hesitant to spend the money on it. So I think if they get the right people and they give it the right resources, there's no reason it shouldn't be successful. Okay. Well, let's talk about the main event. Oh, oh wait, wait, before we Falcon and winter soldier, I'm going to cut this or maybe edit this back in. 
one thing I love about this is Adam Eve goes off and starts actually helping people with superpowers. Yeah, that's great. Which is in all of the shit that we ever see with superheroes, talk about staying original, mm-hmm. give me something I've never seen before. Like in the X-Men, Storm could save billions of people from famine, which would be a better use of her time than like well, punching they, a moral. They do it in the comics, but like in I mean, I don't even want to talk about Storm. Right? That's a whole other podcast okay. right now. Like the way they've used Storm and um and just comics and and pop culture has just been a complete travesty. Like Wonder like Storm should be on the level of Wonder Woman. Storm should be having her own movies. Storm should be like bigger than what she is. But since she's since, since she's a black character created by white characters, or white not white characters but but white creators, <laughs> like like they they there's never ever really been a full potential of Storm. And honestly, like I don't even want to go into it right now. We need to have a whole podcast Damn, about uh, it. You, so, <laughs> so what you're saying is that you have a couple of mild opinions on the matter. Is is all? <laughs> yes. No, I totally agree. Yes, with what you're very saying. mild. You know, we, that's a very deep <laughs> sociological conversation. I was just saying that there are a lot of examples in comic books where superheroes could better apply their abilities to helping more people, and that because of the nature of comic books and we want excitement, it always defaults to punchy punchy. But it was nice just to see a moment mm-hmm. aside to say, "Hey, I'm going to stop mm-hmm. from all the punchy punchy, and I'm going to go see if I could do some real good." Now, does that end up? Yeah, that 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 part was pretty yeah, refreshing. I really like that little bit. Does that end up like going all wrong or whatever comes of it? Nothing. I don't know. But if nothing more comes of it than just those few scenes, I thought it was some good character building time. Oh, um, wait, hold on. Speaking about Adam, Adam Eve, um, did, did you notice like the little snafu that's happening with her costume with the 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 the, the logo on her chest? Well, yeah, I mean, we talked about it last time that it bothers me that they screw up the logo, but what is there a particular one in the most recent episode? Oh, okay. I well, they they actually uh showed a close-up of it and and they showed how it's supposed to look. Mm-hmm. You know, because you know, when they draw her so far away all the time, it looks like a little X, like right, it's right, right. A, it's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. A X crossing out the the logo of um you know, being uh, like, what, what? yeah, I had serious beef with that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So like, they had a close up, and they actually had like the little circles the crossing third it line in the middle. So that's All just right. so they fixed it up in the close. Yeah, that's so that's just kind of <laughs> yeah, in the close up, but like they can't do that in animation when it's a medium shot. <laughs> so they've kind of created a problem. A little bit. I've heard some people <laughs> griping about the animation quality. Um, some t- a little bit online. Yeah. I've seen some some grumblings about it. Well, they got to man. It's an hour show. <laughs> they they have the every every now and then like there's great animation, and then then there's the parts where they you see where they're cutting corners. Yeah, there are a lot you know? of corners getting cut. I've seen it. Yep. Yeah, because they don't. Again, they never make this format ever. Like uh, like a, a hour animated show. Just the guys in Korea so are getting tired. They're like, so all right, dope. just they're buildings. They look like buildings, right? They're we're good. Let's move on. <laughs> but in Korea. <laughs> <laughs> now Falcon with a soda. Yeah. John Walker. Yeah. Oh, you do yeah. it. You love it. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. One more episode left after this episode we just got. Um, talk about character moments. Man, we got a lot of character mm-hmm. moments in this. There this was this was uh Marvel saving some of that money. 
Like, man, do you see what we spent on those oh, first yeah. four episodes? We got to buy back some of that at some point. We're going to do it today. Mm-hmm. Speaking of character moments, we have gotten so many character moments in the most recent episode. You know, Marvel coming through, saving all that money from their previous episodes. We had, uh, what we got? We got uh, Zemo talks to, to Bucky. Sam talks to, um, you know, Isaiah Bradley. We've got uh, everybody talks to everybody. Yeah, I love that scene, man. Uh, I mean, I just want to start off with the beginning of the scene. Like, they've been doing so many crazy visual things on this show, like really iconically, like like just just at the end of the last episode, um, with with John Walker. Like, I mean, honestly, that that shot that uh, tilted up at him, it looked like a Steve McNiven cover. Yeah, yeah. You know, with with him holding holding that um the bloody uh, blood stained shield. Yeah. So then, like you know, jumping off into this episode, we have John Walker running around and and then like uh, bending down with that shield, like feeling the yeah. pain, just like and and it's so cool because Marvel does so great at not making their stuff like all posy, m- m- mighty Marvel, uh, mighty Morphin Power Ranger, like everything feels like organic and real, and while while they're still really making awesome uh images like comic book comic book images yeah, but it's organic it you know? feels it feels natural to the scene yeah yeah everything is emotionally set correctly and and that's what made that fight work so well too you know yeah that fight was amazing so was, good great performances from everybody that looked just like the fight in Lord, Civil War so good. when you look at that fight and you see oh, yeah. the two of them fighting against you know fake cap and just all of the callbacks mm-hmm. to the previous movies, the music is like all Captain America's music. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it feels, it's so cinematic. That's the best word for it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that, that fight was nuts, man. Um, uh, there's all the things that happen. He's clipping Falcon's wings um, all the way to like uh, Bucky's arm malfunctioning. Uh, and then, and then, uh, then, 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 like, like they literally have to break that dude's arm to get that shield away from yeah, him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then Bucky, With a little extra rocket thrust. Yo, yeah, oh yeah, that was sick. And then, uh, then, like, uh, uh, Sam, like he, like Bucky has a hold of him, and Sam just does like basically a, a, a e Honda sumo rush on yes, him. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then they have him, you know, in his uniform because, again, he murdered a man on television, you know, and all that stuff. And, of course, the big the big reveal, the big uh, cameo, but with Julia Louise Dreyfus, uh, who was awesome. Oh, yeah, man. Lover, 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 man. I've been in love with that chick for freaking 25 years, man. Tessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. I'm sorry, it's Elaine. Shit, okay? it's always Elaine. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, it's just it's just good to, uh, but like the, you know, the show needed levity, and the show knows exactly how to get some good levity in there. You know, like they now they have that like forever meme of uh, Zemo doing his uh, doing his thing in the club. Have you seen that meme everywhere? <laughs> yes, yes. The dance. Oh, the dance memes so are amazing. Cool. All of them are fantastic. It's, it's funny what Marvel does with their villains. Like, they really, really go the extra edge to to really make them 
you know make you have sympathy sure, for them. Sure, sure. But it's just like, uh, it's just like I mean, I it was hard for me to have sympathy for this dude. He's like straight up lied to his friend's parents about who actually got killed. I mean, he was there. He saw what happened. He's doing you know? that to try and justify what he's done. He's trying to control the narrative of like by lying about that detail yeah. or he could have been in such a psychotic rage. He doesn't even really know who killed Lamar. He might be to the point of where he's believing his own lie huh. because he needs to, to reinforce yeah, he was there. What he, he thinks saw about himself. He saw what happened. And like, you know, like they, they, they told him as well, you know, and I think he's had a line saying, um, well, he's part of it or whatever. Yeah. Or yeah. Something like that. He like prob- before, I mean, he before they fought or whatever. He, that he didn't kill the person and he's lying about it to save face. You know, the only thing that I'm like with, with him, with him on is like how America, America does this all the time. Like, you know, uh, they'll get somebody like to become a murder death machines. And then they'll, then after, after they follow the mission to the T they'll throw them under the bus. Or if they break ranks in any way at all. I mean, it's, I think it's supposed to mirror Isaiah Bradley's story a little bit, except that one gets leniency and the other one gets torture. Oh yeah. That you have super soldiers or that you have your own soldiers who have broken your codes, your mandates. Uh, In the case of Isaiah Bradley, he talks about rescuing uh, other test subjects from the uh, you know POW facility that the U.S. was just going to bomb to hell to hide their experiments. So he breaks protocol and he is court-martialed and arrested for it. Yeah, the, there was also a juxtaposition with the the first Captain America movie because Captain America does that with oh with yeah his, he rescues his the POWs in Captain America one. Yep. Yeah, and, yeah, and he and you know he didn't see any any freaking. Um, slap on the wrist behind. No, that. he was a hero. He came back, and everyone's applauding as he walks out of the, you know, mist with his group. Yeah, with his crew. Oh yeah, yeah, man. I I really love that they. Um, and I'm glad they didn't have any flashbacks too, because it's like, you know, who wants to remember that yeah, sort of yeah. stuff? You know, um, I I really felt like they handled that character extremely well, especially they 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 took the big. Um, the big jump for for storytelling by having the original black Captain America tell him that like uh yeah no self respecting black person would be Captain America of this country, and that makes sense for somebody like him to say something like that, and it gives so much great conflict for Sam the Chewon. Yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. really no, great writing because. Sam you know? has to make his own choice. Like that's I that's Isaiah Bradley's truth, but what is Sam's truth? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I man. was totally drawn into that, and then you see this whole thing where where he's explaining that he he doesn't think Sam should be Captain America, and I think what Captain America is is Captain America is true to America's ideals, not to America the nation. Mm-hmm. You know, we we see that whole progression. You know, um, uh. Captain America doesn't stop being Captain America after the uh, Sokovia Accords. I mean, he becomes basically what he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Rogers becomes Nomad. You know, slowly the stars and the colors mm-hmm. start disappearing off of his costume as as the Marvel Universe progresses. But he's still always Captain America mm-hmm. because he's withholding America's ideals, even if America itself mm-hmm. doesn't live up to it. Yeah. 
And so Sam, I think, is prepared to be that. That I think he can be. Somebody who upholds the America's ideals. Yeah, I mean, yeah, somebody yeah, somebody that like understands America on a whole other level. And we, we got his montage with the Americans. Look at all of my people and friends coming. He had a montage. montage. Sam Wilson has a montage. montage. <laughs> and everybody comes everybody's gonna come from the town and rebuild the boat and everybody comes together and this is the good of america this is the best of of the american ideal people working together for everyone's betterment Mm -hmm. i think he needed to have that moment before he could then decide to be uh uncle sam captain america they call Mm -hmm. him uncle sam a lot yeah uncle uh, sam that's right uncle sam (laughs) yeah man uh, there's there's a lot of beautiful things happening in this script. Um, yeah, so I mean, so I mean, and and of course, like the the relationship that they build with Bucky and Sam throughout this whole thing, so organic, so real. You know, like it has its funny parts, sure, but like there's some really just great internal conflict. Like when Sam brings up that him and um uh 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 captain steve. america w- did, didn't yeah steve that did, didn't understand why like it was a you know a, a troublesome thing for him to just immediately take up the mantle of captain america you know as being white men like they just weren't aren't weren't going to immediately understand right. it was it was nice for and, to acknowledge uh, to have uh, bucky acknowledge that in the show that they didn't get that at the yeah. time and they were sure without, you know, without Steve being here to say so himself, but they're sure Steve feels the same way or would feel the same way. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that, that crap was great. The, the flirting with his mm-hmm. sister was great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the, like the, <laughs> what, what they, the, the rules they set up for what their team ups and friendship is going to be. We're just two guys, you know, so <laughs> occasionally work with each other. Group, just some guys doing some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's and it does feel really earned and really organic. Yeah, that begrudging, begrudging. They've gone through something together. They have a shared thing. It's a beautiful thing to watch, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, it was also kind of sad to see that um, when uh, the the le- the the leader, uh, what's her name, Aura. The leader of the Dormelage, oh, yeah, like at that yeah, at yeah, that yeah. moment, I can't think of her name right off the top of my head. Yeah, she's just like, yeah, you you need to stay away from Wakanda <laughs> just, for a while. Just you know, look, we're, <laughs> we're cool, but we ain't cool, cool. Yeah. So I just thought it was weird that he was like, "Can I have another favor?" <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, think I was only, like, "What?" I think the only reason they did it is because it's a favor for Sam, and they knew that Sam stood with their perspective. Yeah, it's just it was just funny. <laughs> <laughs> You want more stuff? Like you may not like me, but can we just get can I get one more thing? Like you're the most technologically advanced uh, culture on our planet. Can I just get like one thing? I, all I know is this new episode is gonna be on fire, bro. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! god. Oh my god! I'm so happy. We're gonna find out if Sharon Carter is the the power broker or not. She's definitely in some shit though. Well, yeah, she's she's she sent Batrock over there. Yep, she sent Batrock over there, and um, but we don't know why, because 
there's it's I think it's equally probable that she sends Batrock because somehow she's secretly aligned with them or that it's probable well, that Well, I mean this is the this is the funny thing though. Like Sam, uh, not Sam, but um Luke Nick Nick Fury hired yeah, 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 Batrock yeah. in the Captain America movie. So he could be a double agent. You know? So it's just like we I mean, I I don't I don't know what's happening. You know, that's what made that movie so good in the first place. The, the Winter Soldier movie. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the best ones. Oh, hell yeah, But I don't know yeah, what his man. motivations so, are. I mean, I mean, with one last movie being there, one, one, not, I'm, this might as well be a movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was a Freudian, Freudian slip. You know, oh, one more episode. But the, each one of them looked oh, like a freaking movie. It's so, so good. good. The, the yeah. lighting and the production yeah. design on this um, is so good. Oh, yeah. It's freaking but yeah, freaking I can't, dope. I can't wait to like find a, out. At, at all at once. All at once, it looks like a Marvel movie. It looks like Born Identity. looks like James Bond. It looks yeah. like it's like all sorts now, of stuff, man. Now, do you think man. we'll get a wrap-up to um, you know, John Walker's story in Episode 6? Or do you think he's out and we're going to deal with the big players? I, I think he's going to – I think – no. I mean, it's, it's going to be an hour, probably maybe a little bit more than an hour. Um, uh, so I'm sure they're going to tie up a bunch of stuff. I mean, you, you saw the – the post credits uh, scene, right? Uh, yes, 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 yes. Yep. So where they're gonna start? Yeah. The... So I mean, he he he's he's building his bargain bin shield. Yeah. You know. Yep, yep. <laughs> I mean, he's he's probably he's probably gonna procure something, or do something for Contessa, like while like um. I mean, because he's not going to be doing anything for no, America. No, no, That's what I'm saying. Do you so... think we'll probably find out who he's aligned with because the the character. Uh, from the comic book has a complicated history, so um, yeah, he's a white supremacist. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, also uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus's character uh, Val in the comic book, who she's actually aligned with at any given time, she's either with Hydra, she's with Shield, or she's with um, uh, there was a third like secret organization whose name Leviathan that I'm, and so she was her allegiances. We don't know which version of Contessa Val we're getting right now. So I'm not sure. Did she recruit him for Hydra? Did she recruit him for the Thunderbolts? Um, I can't. I can't imagine his shield. I'm. I'm sure they're setting up the Thunderbolts, the Thunderbolts, and you know, and, and uh, yeah. I mean, they're they're in this show and, and several other shows. They're developing Thunderbolts and Young Avengers. Yeah, and they do go at it in the comics. You know. I mean, they 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 had they have Isaiah, um, you know, like the the Patriot character. That's you know, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the the grandson. the, the yep. grandson. So I mean, they show they they they're, you know, they're specifically spotlighting each one. I mean, and see, I mean, you see how they recasted, um, uh, yep, Ant Man's yep. daughter. And now we've got Hawkeye's daughter showing yeah, up so, in the Hawkeye series as well. So we're getting, yeah, yeah. I mean, they are definitely planting. Yeah. and they're seeds. and. They're, and and um, definitely, uh, Miss Marvel is yep. probably gonna like work with them as well. Yep, Miss Marvel. So I mean, they're setting that up, and they're they're also I mean, like they're about to go to the raft, so we're gonna see Ross again. Yeah, yeah, because he runs the raft. And That's no, right. the, and uh, probably I'm I'm sure, uh, Tim Blake Nelson's the leader, or what's his, what was that character? Yeah, name yeah, again? yeah, the leader, the leader. Yeah, I'm sure he's gonna be there, and that's probably how they started. Yeah, they, they, I mean, they're going to go to the raft and we're going to see the the different types of villains that are still there because, like, Blonsky is probably still there. Yep. Like, I, I imagine that 
he's using those villains to perfect his serum so he can now then become Red Hulk. Yeah. You know, oh. so I mean that's that's what I prognosticate. Ooh, um that's deep. I just I, I just want to see Sam Red Hulk, but that's cool. Yeah, I mean they're we're probably going to see yeah, like yeah, the yeah. beginnings of that process. Where I'm, I'm not, I don't imagine we're going to see a Red Hulk. I imagined that there was going to be a Red Hulk in this series, but the show decided to just be more slow burn and and like really just be incremental about stuff. Oh man, they go back to those original Hulk movies and tie all that right back up to the beginning again. That's that's wild. Because those movies are technically canon, but I imagine. I mean, the, the he's still he's still running the raft. Yeah, he's still yeah, running no, the raft. So, the like, guy. I mean, there got to be people in there. So, I mean, that's the thing that makes the most sense to me. Zemo How else is he going to perfect it? The yeah. Yep, they're all there. They're ready to go. You're absolutely right. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They're they're setting that. Sh- they're setting all that stuff up. Um, yeah, I just I can't there. wait to see. I just can't wait to see Sam's Wakandan tech. I'm just wondering if I'm wondering if his partner is gonna like had been able to have time to fix those wings. Uh, to oh, join Joaquin him. <laughs> Torres, who is the yeah. new Falcon in the comic book. Yeah. So they're setting Joaquin Torres up absolutely to fix that tech and become the new Falcon. Yeah, but I don't know if he's going to show up like at the end of this. like, Because um, I feel like there's going to be... I mean, with it being an hour, there has to be two different conflicts. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I could um, see uh, him swooping in at the end to help with whatever the resolution is. And then the fans, you know, cause you've watched the whole show, just accepting that that's what happened. He fixed him and he's here to help. Yeah. I mean, um, there'll probably be a thing maybe where, um, where, uh, I forgot the name of the freckled lady, Coral, Coral, Carly. Corin, something like that. Carly, uh, that she'll actually work her way over to Sam's family. I don't so, think like so. That... I, you know, it's funny you should say it because I was talking to my sister after the episode and she thought that Carly was going to come for Sam's family. And I was like, I know that she is getting more extreme and it's more of a, you know, progression for her. It, but she swore there has to, to be something personal. There has to be something personal. Like she's been building. She's been building up to more bad things more and more. So this will probably be the thing that Sam will talk her down to. And then like a U.S. agent will kill her or something like that. See, I uh, who see, knows? I see U.S. agent going for his family before I see Carly. I just, I feel like Carly was good on her word when she said I would never do that. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, I, like so, because the, the, the thing is, we're we're going to go right into that um that big action scene at the beginning of this. Yeah. So that's just the beginning. That's that that can only be like you know maybe ten to thirteen minutes of that. So there needs to be some actual, like, really deep personal conclusion by the end of it. And it's just like, you're just going to waste um, the connection that um, Sam has with his sister. This is like a Mary Jane moment, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Like, and, since, and since Sam doesn't have, like, a love interest, mm-hmm. like, that's who would be at stake, yeah, but maybe maybe Marvel specifically avoids the trope of going after the female character to get to the male character. Like, I think. What are you that, talking about? They they've done that a bunch of times. I know, but I'm like <laughs> hoping that here we don't have to necessarily do it. What I think is, I think we have uh, enough stakes. I mean, it seems stakes. like a waste. I think that if we, ha- I think we have enough stakes 
where the resolution of what is actually up with Sharon Carter and the resolution and the teasing at the end of going to be, you know, the Thunderbolts, what we think we're going to be the Thunderbolts, introducing mm-hmm. Joaquin Torres. Um, there's a lot to get done. And I think that we can jump back. I don't think his family has to be in peril for him to be invested in what's going on. I just don't think it's necessary. I mean, I don't, I don't know what, what else would there be. Because, like, I mean, I only imagine that um, she's going to escape during that that uh, uh, scramble. I think Carly said that they're planning a massive terrorist event, that they're going to kill, you know, a lot of people all at once, whether they bomb the, you know, the whatever GRE or whatever they call it, the Global Repatriation Council GRC uh, building, or if they're going, I think that he cares enough about innocent people to for that it, so that it doesn't necessarily have to be his family i think they're gearing up for carly to commit mass genocide that that's going to be her taking that step she even says we're villains they call us villains we're going to be villains now is the time everyone's ready i think that she's planning something huge and i don't think that something huge has to be killing sam's sister necessarily I don't know. We're going to find out. That's the joy of this. <laughs> we will find out. We will absolutely oh. find out. All right. Well, I'm all talked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, it. That's it. We're done. We're just, you know, we like to create really smooth transitions at the, at the end of the day. So, <laughs> like, I don't think they have to kill her sister. Well, I'm done then. Then I'm done. Then I don't even, want to, <laughs> you know, I don't even want to talk anymore. If 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 we're not putting uh, some woman in Louisiana in peril, yeah, I'm talked out. Fine, fuck you. Kill whoever you want. Thousands of people, whatever. I'm just saying, Sam loves everybody. He doesn't want anyone to die. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I, I, I mean, there has to like my my thing is like I believe in story mathematics, especially even if it's really good story no, mathematics. No, I agree. I agree. And it goes, it goes, it always goes back to Chekhov's gun. Yeah, you're right. There's, there's these right. things that need to happen for the story to progress, and um, there needs to be some sort of emotional uh, connection and stake. So, I mean, what's the, what are the things that are at stake right now? You're a hundred. You know, with right. every, with every, with every character, what are the things that are at stake? With Bucky, there's not much at stake but his newfound relationship with his friend, with, with. With uh, with Sam, his family's at stake. His uh, his like his identity as a new Captain America is at stake. You know, uh, with Zemo, I mean Zemo probably he's probably already escaped. You know, <laughs> so I don't know if he's gonna factor in. I'm sure they're gonna have some scene with him. You know, like yeah, yeah, showing yeah. that he's about to start start the um. The thunder, thunder, like, oh, yeah, because they're taking him to the raft. So right. we're definitely going to have a scene. I think they'll reveal that yeah. he always wanted to go to the raft, that going to the raft is part of his plan. Yeah, makes sense to me, you know. So th- there you go. So, I mean, so, but that that's just the beginning. He's, he, that's his conclusion. There's there's nothing that he's going to be fighting for at that point. Uh, who knows? They might surprise us. But that, that, that brings us back to Ross and stuff. And, but that's just set up, set up for other stuff. So again, it's like our two central characters; those are the things. So I mean, with with that amount of runtime, yeah, you know, I I think something's gonna happen with his sister, you know, sister and the kids. That'd be weird if it didn't, because what else is at stake for him? 
I think that his identity as Captain America and the desire to live up to that title by saving innocent people is enough. I think that it's possible. But that, that's going to gonna happen in the first. It's going to happen in the first twenty minutes, Tom. That's what I'm saying. I don't <laughs> think. I, I think it is more likely John Walker goes after his family than than Carly Montague. For Montague what Yaw. reason? <laughs> For what reason? <laughs> because he took the shield. He took it. He took it from him. He beat him and he took it and he brought him before that council. He was going to murder all of them and go and lie some more about what happened and hopefully try to get away with it. But no, he was apprehended by Sam. Mm, so I, I think he's I, pissed. I doubt I that. All right. Well, you know what? We're going to find out next week, depending on. <laughs> no, this Friday. This, this Friday. Sorry, right, right, this Friday. Jeez. When are we going to All right. So this Don't make Friday, it longer, man. Don't make it longer. <laughs> All right. So, so, so if, if, uh, if Carly goes after his family, then you have to record the intro next week. And if Carly, <laughs> she's a better person, I will record the intro for next week. Deal. <laughs> Deal. Deal. All right, so you people heard it here first. Whoever is right doesn't have to record the damn intro, but I will record the damn intro. Thank you so much for joining us this week on Tales to Admonish. Uh, love you guys. I love you, <laughs> love you man. <laughs>